0: AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630
1: The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome to AM 630 The Word. It's our Church of the Week and this is where we highlight and we feature Uh, our local churches in San Antonio. And I want to encourage all of the listeners uh, to look a little closer. Look a little closer to what we're doing here in our very own backyard. And so this is a time where we are featuring one one of our churches. The church name is Catalyst Church right here in San Antonio. And the pastor of that church is Pastor Johnny Ortiz and I'm so happy that Johnny Pastor Johnny is here with us today Pastor Johnny welcome to AM 630 the Word
2: Church of the Week program Thank you for me it's an honor to be here Marcus and it's um it's very um long time waiting Yes but I'm here sitting down as a pastor <laughs>
1: It's been it's been coming for a very long time Yes it has yes it has My name is Marcus Burgos and uh we are here To do just this, to do what I I believe needs to be done in the form of honoring our local laborers. We all know of the the national preachers, and we thank God for them. They bring word, and they encourage us. But we also need to look closer and to see the men and women that are in our backyard uh, touching this city. In every corner of this city, we have men and women doing that. And so today we have Catalyst Church being featured And I want to ask you, Johnny, uh, why Catalyst? I haven't heard that name as a church, I don't think, ever.
2: (laughs) Neither have I. Well, that's Um, good.
1: We're going to remember that name. (laughs) We're not going to be, what Catalyst do you go to? There's only one Catalyst in San Antonio, so tell us about where that came from.
2: Catalyst Church of San Antonio, we... We start off actually as a Bible, just a Bible study in the house that I was actually mentoring a couple to become youth pastors. I've been a youth pastor for over 20 years now. And um, so when we started this, the church ended up being a seed that, that was planted in our house. And, and it was able to grow as to what, what we call now Catalyst Church. Catalyst was a name that I really can't tell you how it came. Just one night, all I kept on hearing was Catalyst 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 so i looked it up and i really liked it the short definition of catalyst is agent of change wow and i believe that god has called our church for everyone who has come in everyone who visits everyone who even just takes a peek into our church that we could try to just encourage them to be that agent of change wherever they go through the word and being that light of jesus christ that that means because my picture of a catalyst is kind
1: of uh this this contraption that throws things into the air into other places and now that you're talking about an agent of change that means there has to be some releasing
2: yes yes you know when you look in the vehicle you have the muffler and right between that muffler you have a catalytic converter and what it does, it changes the bad stuff to become good by the time it comes out of the muffler. And I believe that that's what the church is for, that when the bad comes in, we are that 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 process of helping them to turn around and come out to be something come good. Come on, somebody.
1: <laughs> Can I hear an amen? You're listening to this in your car. You know, if you need to pull over and raise your hands, go ahead and do that. Give it a that'll, little dance. Give that'll that'll dance. preach. <laughs> that will preach right there. Uh Agents of change. So your church is just full of agents.
2: We are just agents. Um, the Bible says we're ambassadors, but I believe that as ambassadors, we come to make that change. We have to be someone different. I think the world is so lost right now that there's too many churches that are trying to become the world instead of having the world become like the church. And until the churches understand that we could become something that people want to be, and through me, I, I, I mean through 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 Christ, I believe that it starts with. The actual being an agent of change and everything that we do and love and compassion and all the fruits of the spirit. I'm I'm gonna write this down. <laughs> this is good stuff. <laughs> Point number two. This is this is excellent.
1: Uh, you're, you're preaching to us. We just wanted to talk, but you're taking advantage <laughs> of the moment and and you're preaching now. Catalyst Church, you guys are
2: on Fredericksburg Road, right? Right. We're right between Data Point and Warsbach. It's some um, eight three zero eight Fredericksburg Road. It's a building that has been there for years. Actually it's the it's the starting place where Max Licato first started his church. And through the years it became a Jewish synagogue, then it became a charter school, and right now we are in that we have the honor of being able to use that building for now. Excellent. That building has history. It has. I'm trying to redig those wells, brother. Amen. <laughs> Point number three.
1: Johnny's just, Pastor Johnny, you're just <laughs> preaching. You're just preaching. Go ahead. I, maybe I should just shut up <laughs> <laughs> and let you continue your sermon. Uh, but where can, where can we find you? What's the best way to get there to, to Catalyst Church on Fredericksburg Road?
2: We have our website, www.catalystchurchsa.org, And um, we're also in Facebook under Catalyst Church SA.
1: So for the up-to-the-minute up information. uh, It's best to go to Facebook and check you out there. Like your page. Share your page. Please do. Please do. Right. Share it. We need good news. Mm -hmm. I mean, in this day and age right now, we're just listening to so much bad news with our youth, with what's happening in the schools and with all the arguments that come out of those events that I think we should be agents of change and that we would Come in, maybe with the bad information, have all that, and then come out with good. You know, I, that, that was a great analogy. I, I never would have preached about a catalytic converter, <laughs> um, but but that was that was excellent. Now, there's there's one thing, Johnny, that uh, that I love about you, because I've known you for for a little while. Let's just call it a little while. Somebody a f- some, few years, yeah. Somebody said it was about twenty years, but I don't want to admit to that. Well, neither. Confirm, nor deny. We were teenagers. We were teenagers. Yeah, we were, we were <laughs> elementary school when we first met. And uh, one thing that I, I I saw it on Facebook, I went to your Facebook page, and, and I saw a comment. And the person said, I went to the church, and it felt like family. Hmm. It felt like I had been there for years when she went the very first time. And uh, that's, that's something that I know I can say amen to that. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I remember the first time we met in New Jersey— and then when we got reunited in San Antonio, it was like, I knew you. We grew up together and we had all this history and we had just met twice. Mm-hmm. You know, talk, talk to me about the,
2: the DNA, mm-hmm. if you would, mm-hmm. of Catalyst Church. The DNA we start, usually we, um, we like to get people through a breakthrough. Breakthrough is a retreat that we do. It's a, it's a, it's a process that you go through. And we have what we call the breakthrough challenge, which to get the people to 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 start this process, it's a challenge. It's a challenge spiritually. It's a challenge mentally. It's a challenge um, even with their time. So we get them through this breakthrough challenge through a breakthrough retreat, and we have what we call the the breakthrough transformation, and and that's where the DNA starts. The DNA is usually we call it discover your passion, aim. I mean, nourish your call and aim for your purpose. And the DNA is what really gets us through where we teach people. I believe that every person is a leader. Now, not everyone is a leader of a church. Not everyone will be a leader in a church. But I believe that as parents, you're a leader. As students, you're a leader. If you're out in the street driving, you're a leader of that vehicle that you're driving. So I believe that everyone is a leader. And what we want to do at Catalyst Church is be able to change that. To where when you see that you are a leader, wherever you go, we want you to be that light and do it in a godly and a holy way. I think we've lost we lost the sense of holiness now. I think we we adapted to the world. And we've lost that change of that, that thought of being holy, that we can't be holy. But God says without holiness, it's impossible to see him. And when we start teaching about that leadership of being holy... Wherever you go, you be that agent of change. You go. So when you learn how to do that, you become like Christ. If you notice, everywhere Christ went, he always attracted people. He was always friendly to people. In the Bible, it says that all the children came running. In order for children to come running to a person, that person has to be someone who is loved and who is cared for. And I believe that if we could walk in that, and that's one thing I try to teach my leaders. It's not about numbers. It's not about getting them to church to try to come and do something. It's not about doing... All it is is just loving the person for who they are whether they come for one week or whether they become members of a church but that everyone who walks into that building all we want to do is make them feel like you know what you have a home here you have another brother another sister from another mother and sometimes from another father but you know that we have something in in, in we have something genuine and that's called love wow you
1: you have put together two things that usually separate most Christians okay mm-hmm. Because you're talking about how, how to be family, right? Mm-hmm. How to be family, how to be accepted. And in order to accept people, you come as you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in the same breath, you're talking about holiness. Mm-hmm. Those two things usually are what, what separate us. If we're going to say be holy, then you're uptight. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. You're, you don't mm-hmm. smile. <laughs> you know, you don't you don't go to catalyst church because <laughs> in catalyst church they laugh uh but you're putting it both together you're you're bridging these two concepts of accepting accepting everyone as they are however you come in and the expectation that god gives of holiness mm-hmm. i think that's that's a remarkable bridge
2: for for you to build and uh Probably not very easy. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you this with that bridge. As, as as I liked how you mentioned the bridge. I think that bridge is this. We as believers, too many times, we try to change people. God did not call us to change. Come on, God just called us to plant a seed. He says someone will plant a seed, somebody will water it, but it's Him who makes it grow. I'm not here to I'm not here to make a brother grow. So I can't say what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. Now the Bible does simply sin is period right so i agree with that and i walk in that but i allow them to understand what sin is now it's the holy spirit that comes and makes that change it's not me it's not the catalyst church it's not you know the leaders it's not a breakthrough it's not the dna classes that we have it's not praise it's not worship it's the holy spirit that makes that so when you put those things together as you put family and loving anyone who comes in just the way they are and you put holiness. Holiness is just being separated from sin so once we start teaching them holiness is to be separated from sin as you're in sin I'm still gonna love you as a brother. I hate the sin that you do, but I love you as a brother Now, let me help you to see what the Bible calls sin, and through that the Holy Spirit will come in and start making those changes in their lives And then that's where we have celebration on Sundays because we go through hell throughout the whole week that when we come on Sundays you have no one to cry to sometimes and then sometimes you don't have no one to be able to to, to, to be able to lift up your hands in the victory that you have. So to me, a Sunday is where you come together as a family, and we cry with those who cry, but we also celebrate with those who celebrate. And when someone sees that, man, if this guy made it, if, if Pastor Johnny Ortiz made it, I know I could made it. Because if I made it, let me tell you, anyone could make it too. Come <laughs> on. I've heard. I thank God
1: I met you saved. <laughs> I, I thank God I met you saved because I don't know if I will be able to sleep. At night, knowing that you were out there in the stuff that you were in,
2: I'm telling you, thank God for Big Mama, Big Mama's prayers.
1: <laughs> Talk about that. Talk about Big Mama. What? What? Who is Big Mama to you? What did she do? What was the prize? Talk to me about that.
2: Big Mama is my my mom, Olga Carías. She has a different last name because my father, he was a mighty man of God and a great leader within the Church of God denomination. He was someone who broke many records within the Church of God for the Hispanic church. Actually, the first Hispanic church within the Church of God in America was birth at my grandfather's house. And um, my grandmother had 18 babies. All of them died at birth except for my my, my father was the only one that survived. And wow. then at 39 years old, he died in a car accident where a trailer came and um, hit him, wiped, sight swiped him. And he died instantly there. At I was eight years old. At 10 years old, I rebelled from God. I didn't believe there was a God. I believe there was a God, I just hated God because of what he did. And right. I, I always said, you know, if God is this big father that everyone talks about, why did he take a daddy at the time that a boy needed him the most? So at 10 years old, I kind of left the ways and I did my own thing. But again, big mama, she never called me a drunk. She never said, if you don't stop, you're gonna be a drunk, a drug addict, you're gonna be in prison. Big mama always told me, you're a man of God, and mm-hmm. one day you're going to preach the word. And mm-hmm. I would come home drunk, and I would see her, and she'd say, baby, you're going you're gonna to be a preacher one day. Now I would laugh. I would laugh. I'd say, you're crazy. Look at me. You're crazy. You would laugh mocking her. I would laugh mocking her. I'm like, look at me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm drunk. I'm going to concerts. I'm doing the things that I'm not supposed to be doing. And she just would always, every night, I'd get home one, two, three, four in the morning, and she was in the side of her bed praying. Mm. And every time I walked in, closed the door, the last words I would hear before I went to bed was, thank you, Lord, because you brought him safe again. Wow. And um, she prayed. She put oil all. I couldn't even walk in my room. There was oil on the floor, on the bed. <laughs> There's oil everywhere. I, I would just slip into my clothes and take off. <laughs> but she never, ever quit. And at 19 years old, when I went to a... Uh, youth convention was where I decided to give God I tried committing suicide three times and um, I decided to give God um, quote unquote give God a chance Mm -hmm. and I made a contract with him and I renew my contract every year I said Lord if you are everything that you say you're supposed to be and if you are the father that everyone talks about I said and if you show me that I said I will serve you the rest of my life and at 19 I'm 47 now, and I renew that contract every year saying he's just a good, good dad, a good, good father. So I thank God for Big Mama because I believe it wasn't for her prayers I wouldn't be sitting here right now.
1: Why don't you take a moment, I think this is a, a, a beautiful moment, to encourage mothers that are perhaps uh, not seeing what they want to see in their, in their children, their sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. Raise them, try to raise them right, but they're out there living, living out there. What would you say to a
2: mom? Big mamas, small mamas, every mother that's out there. Um, I would love to just let you know that things might not seem as if they're going right right now. I believe that you speak things into existence. And every time you talk and every time you say things, especially to your children, they're listening and you're speaking that over their lives. One thing I would recommend is never call them a drunk, a drug addict, a prostitute, a no good for nothing. Si tu hablas español, un burro, or anything like that, um, or donkey in English. <laughs> um, I know times could be hard. And from 10 to 19 years old, it's nine years. And I believe my mom cried many, 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 many nights for me. But she never gave up. And if I could encourage you. Stick by the word, stick by God's promises that me and my household, we will be saved. You might not see it soon, you might not see it next year, you might not see it in five years, but I guarantee when you speak into existence to your children that they will be men, they will be women of God, that they will be ministers, they will be pastors, they will be entrepreneurs, they will be city councilmen and city councilwomen and president of the United States. Sometimes as the world that we live in, we've lost that. But don't lose that because God says that, you know what, his plans are better than our plans. And he has your child. He has your son, your daughter's steps already pre-ordered. And if I could encourage you in anything, don't stop praying for them. Don't stop feeding them the word. And what I mean by feeding the word, don't beat it on them. Don't shove it down their throat. But just speak it out. When they're not there, go into the rooms and start laying your hands on their beds. Lay lay your hands on their their dressers and on their clothes and on their shoes and and start speaking things into existence that this is a man of God, this is a woman of God, and that this is going to keep on going. And don't get discouraged because the enemy will come to kill, still, and destroy, but remember that God comes to bring life, and not just life, but life in an abundance. And it's all through speaking the things to existence.
1: Wow, wow. We have the honor today of speaking with Pastor Johnny Ortiz. He is senior pastor. At Catalyst Church, San Antonio, off of Fredericksburg Road, he is on Facebook as Catalyst Church. Mm-hmm. He is on the web as Catalyst uh, SA.
2: Catalyst Church. Catalyst SA,
1: Church, S-A. dot org. Uh, if uh, you need some place to go, I want to. I want to invite you
2: uh, to check out Pastor Johnny Sunday mornings. Sunday morning at ten o'clock. Do you do anything during the week? In the week on Wednesdays, we have ministry night. We have Royal Rangers. We have Girls Club for Little Royal kids. Rangers. Royal Rangers. Oh, yes. my
1: goodness. I remember Royal Rangers. That's where I learned how to tie my shoes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> most, most kids do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're listening to Church of the Week, and we're featuring Pastor Johnny. And uh, it's, this has been an incredible uh, conversation. And we have a couple more minutes, and I want to get a little bit more personal, Johnny. We talked about Big Mama, (laughs) and and that is awesome. Uh, Love her. Uh, But I want to talk about another mama in your your life and that whole situation. There's a story there, and uh, I love Ruth. I don't like calling her Ruth. (laughs) Uh, Cookie. Uh, love her and just talk to me about about your immediate family there's some there's some things happening there
2: Mm -hmm. my wife's name is ruth her brother noel who um, now is in heaven he passed away about three years ago due to cancer a good battle he was not able to my 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 mother-in-law would call her ruthie because she's from mexico and um my brother-in-law Could not say Ruthie, so he kept on saying Cookie, Cookie, Cookie. And since then, her name has always been Cookie to the family, to friends, to everyone around. And um, she she has my heart won. She has it whooped. She has me wrapped around her (laughs) pinky. I love this woman to death. And you're not ashamed to to ashamed to declare to the millions of San Antonians. How weak I am when it comes to her. And her name's not Delilah, her name's Ruth. <laughs> We've been married um twenty two going on twenty three years this year, and it's been a journey. It's been a journey in our lives. the first year and a half we almost got divorced. I asked God to send me an angel and she sent me a demon <laughs> and she probably feels the same thing about me, but even through that year, God encountered our marriage and he changed it around. And now I could gladly sit here saying that we have accomplished 22 good, good, dynamic years of marriage. Wow. And it was hard because um, the one thing I always wanted was a child. Mm. And the one thing she always wanted was a child. I didn't grow up with a father, so I've always wanted a child to be that daddy. That you didn't have. That I didn't have. And I had promised I was going to be the best father ever to to, to this boy or girl, whatever he gave us. And for 20 years, we prayed, fasted, the church prayed. We got prophecy. We got hands on. We, I mean, everything. Oil. Oil. More oil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you could just call him Mr. Greaser. And um, we really believed that God was going to give us a child. Yeah. And at 20 years old, 20 years in our marriage, um, she could not get pregnant And we didn't understand why we cried and we were hurt and we were I can't say we were mad because we trusted him, but Mm -hmm. we were hurt with him. Like, why, why, why? And one day I was in my car. I can't even tell you the name of the minister I was listening to, but he started talking about how he had adopted a child. You were listening
1: to a Christian radio. To a Christian radio station. in A.M. And, and 3, A.M. 6. Probably was something. Yeah, I, yeah, so. I think so. I think word, it was, yeah, I think so. The word. Yeah. Salem. Because yeah. yes. it was a word, so I'm yes, pretty sure. Salem. I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> <laughs> this radio station.
2: Yeah. So as as he spoke about that, I literally had to pull over the road and started crying. I said, wow. Lord, is this, is this what you're telling me to do? Well, that night, I decided to talk to my wife about it. So we went out for dinner, a date. Mm-hmm. And even before I said anything, she sat down and started crying. She says, babe, I just read this book called Radical and I want to adopt a child. Wow. And I started crying. She goes, but if you don't want, I don't have to. I said, no. And I told her the experience I had just that afternoon in the in the vehicle. So we became foster parents. We've been foster parents now for four years. Wow. And our very first year being a foster parent within the first three months, we were able to get this little boy called Jonathan. And he came into our lives at the day before his one-year-old birthday. Wow. And we got him the next day. We celebrated his one-year-old birthday. And not even a year later, we were able to adopt him. Now his name is Jonathan Noel Ortiz. And he's four. he just completed four years old last week. He has been such, I can't say an angel, but he has been such a blessing to us, <laughs> a big blessing <laughs> to us. And I come to realize that. Our God has His better ways than, than, yeah. than what we could even imagine, and we always remind Him that He wasn't born from mommy's tummy, but He was born from mommy's heart and yes. daddy's heart. And um, He is such a big blessing, and we are foster parents. We have we have had many children come and go through our house, okay. and we believe that it has been a ministry. When we read, I finally read the book Radical. And one thing the pastor says there: if, if every Christian family in the United States of America could adopt one foster child, we would not need a foster program here. And I'm here to to even advocate and mm. promote. And maybe you're in that situation. Right. Get out of the box. Yeah. Get out of the box and let God know who He wants to put in your family.
1: Wow. One of the most intimate places is your home.
2: Yes. Yes, you know,
1: and uh, that is that is an excellent uh, challenge mm-hmm. as we as we wrap up this this time and it has been great, Johnny. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you for this honor, Marcus.
1: I really and really uh, appreciate it. Church of the Week is is blessed to have Pastor Johnny Ortiz and Catalyst Church be featured, and uh, we're so we're so proud of you, Johnny. I know you for many years, and I'm so happy for where you are today, Father. Yeah. Uh, is probably your most favorite title now. Yes, yes, it is. And uh, (laughs) I'm so happy to be able to share this time with you and to walk alongside you. And so, San Antonio, if you're looking for a church, Catalyst Church. Please come on by. 8308 Fredericksburg Road. There you go. At 10 a.m. Sunday mornings. Come on by and we'll receive you there. God bless you. God bless you.